podcast today we have with us sean castrina how are you sean good very good well thank you for coming on the show well, i'm glad to be here well that's great we always allow or we like to have our guests introduce themselves um so the stage is yours okay all right i wasn't sure if you were going to do that there was that kind of that awkward pause like we were meeting for a date here now um yeah, yeah. obviously i'm not <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur first and foremost. I've written four business books and host the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast, which is a pretty popular entrepreneurship podcast around the world. Oh, excellent. So you're on, you you like to go on other entrepreneur shows as well? Yeah, I mean to me it's it's just an easy way to keep the brand and people that listen to podcasts generally don't listen to one podcast. They like to listen to a lot of podcasts. Yes. So uh, there's no down, no downside. I get to meet people and it's just yes, good good use of my time. A few hours a, a week. Oh yeah, it's, it's wonderful. How do you like podcasting? No, I like it. I've met people that I would have never met. You know, it, you yeah. know. I look back five years ago, and somebody would have told me I'd meet you know as many New York Times bestselling authors and entrepreneurs, and you know, been in the you know been around people that I would have never imagined. So yeah, there's there's no downside of it. I, I don't think it's for everybody. I have to admit, I've been on certain shows where I just like want to look at the host and shake their shoulders and go, okay, wh wh what's the goal here? What are we trying to achieve here? Yeah. <laughs> Am I interviewing yeah. you or are you interviewing me? You know, it's like yeah. you're not quite sure what's going on. So how long have you been doing it? I think five years. I think because I have almost 500 episodes. So 2000 and Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going on five years. So what were you doing before podcasting? I mean, same thing I'm still doing. I start and grow companies and, and, you know, I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur addict. I mean, I, I'm addicted to starting companies, growing companies and things like that. The podcast is just a vehicle to which I can share with people, probably some mistakes I've made that'll save them a little bit of yeah. time. And, and because of that, you just naturally get on guests that can, you know, I, I can get the big question I try to get out of my guests. Cause it's not a long interview is, you know, what, what's the one thing you do different knowing what you now know, you know, what's the one piece of advice you would share with the audience? And I always say, if you can kind of hear failure through a secondhand story, it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. Well, that would be my next question. Like, what is your, what was your most amazing project that you launched and exited or still have? Yeah. I, you know, I, I've done a few that, that I'm still shocked about how well they did. I started a direct mail oh, magazine. Awesome. At the time, uh -huh. and, and then it grew into 21 cities and went more went to more homes than the Sunday Washington Post. So that was a, yeah. a pretty nice endeavor. I started a, a service company that at the time was only, the goal was to pay for a very nice country club membership. That was its only goal. Because mm. my wife's like, hey, if you want to play golf at this ridiculously expensive country club, you know, create it. So I said, okay, great. I will started a handyman company to this day. I don't know how to assemble a three piece birdhouse. Still have a plastic tool. I have a plastic toolbox from when I got married as a wedding gift. Um, oh, but man. yet, yeah, but now the company does, you know, it's an eight figure company. So, you, you know, think, I, I never know where things are going to start and where they're going to end. And I own a digital marketing company because my competitors were all using digital marketing. 
And I was using very traditional and I still love traditional marketing. I still do Super Bowls, World Series, UFC, you know, you name it, uh, you know, nice. anything. I, I like traditional marketing as well because I do service companies. And I started a digital marketing company that's scaled in a way that I, I never imagined. And we're in the process of franchising it. And so, yeah, I, I don't think they're ever what we when we start them. You know, it's like when you have a baby, you kind of know it's going to grow up and be big. You know, at mm -hmm. some point, you kind of know, you know, you've seen the evolutionary charts here. Uh, businesses is not always the case. They don't always scale the way we, we would like. And, and I have found sometimes they scale beyond what we ever imagined. Yeah. And then did you ever expect them to scale beyond imagination? No, uh, I mean, it, I'd be It looks lying. like you always had successes. Yeah, well, no, I've had some nice failures, too. And that, that's a story, I'd love too. to hear about that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, my advice. Here you go. Here you go. This how Typically, when you have a few successes, you tend to think you're better than you are. And I mm -hmm. would say I'm pretty strong in certain areas, uh, industries I understand. But you tend to get hubris, you know, like hubris. You tend to think you can, you know, do things that are outside of your strike zone. And that generally a failure is waiting for you. Um, so, you know... Try to if you're going to if you're going to expand your brand, you're going to expand your company. You know some degree of synergy. It has to complement off of something you've succeeded with, or it, it promotes your current company. If it's completely away from anything you've done, I, I don't know. Sometimes that's a hard one to duplicate. But you still had success in the handyman one, right? You never actually yeah. you're oh, not millions. handyman, and you, I made, you made it a success. Yeah, but yeah. then I tried to do some retail. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> my point is, eventually it bites you. You keep thinking okay. you can you can get out there, and then you're out there trying, you know, a water skiing company or something ridiculous. You've never been on a water ski in your life. You can push yeah. it, but so far, and then eventually it typically bites you in the fanny. And I say if you're yeah. over the age of 50, don't dare, you know, really stay in your core competency. I've seen people mm. lose their life savings you know, trying yeah. to do something stupid. It's, you can't recover. There's not enough time typically. And then, the, and also the, the fact is that sometimes they get so involved emotionally with that idea yeah. that they just can't let go. And, yeah. and let me and give you advice there. They need to let go. Sorry. Yeah. 90 days. If you're not making money in 90 days, typically in a startup, statistically, you know, barring the venture capital, which, 99.9% .9 of us are not going to have a VC funding our startup. In most cases, if you're not breaking even in 90 days, there's bad things ahead. I mean, nobody wants to hear that. I just told you your girlfriend's not very attractive and you're going to have a very unattractive date at yeah. your wedding. But that's just the yeah. truth. I mean, the fact is, is that you, you need to go into a startup thinking you're, you need to start making money from day one. If you, you're not making yeah. money by day 90, my point is, I don't know what you better make a massive pivot, you know, somewhere because whatever you're doing is not working. And I, we tend to hang mm. on to these things emotionally and, and we don't look at the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. The emotional comp uh, uh, part of business is so strong for, for many people that they have this concept and they actually see the entire lifeline of that business and they just feel it will be that way. And I see you have a lot of confidence, a lot of belief. Did you always have this around business? I mean, I was a 
good athlete in high school. So you, I, I think some things just you naturally, you know, have a level of confidence. Some people don't. And I think you do need confidence. I mean, you, yeah. you know, there's a great quote, very controversial figure. So I won't say who said it, but um, he lives in Mar-a-Lago. Um, but he said 30, this is a great quote. And this was 40 years ago. So forget everything past that, you know, don't be small minded here. He said, show me a man with no confidence and I'll show you a loser every time. Mm. And I'll give you another one. I actually believe he probably believed even back then that being president probably wasn't impossible for him. If you look at the interviews, I don't care whether you mm. like him or you don't like him. That's a moot point to me. I think you respect the mm. presidency, whoever's in the office. But he had mm. that belief. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And, and the great people do. The, yeah, the great achievers do. I'll never forget. He was on a Phil Donahue show and some lady, you know, kind of got on him about being arrogant. And, and he dropped that bomb. Just And it's poetic. Show me a man with no confidence and I will show you a loser every time. Mm. So do you, do you think that the confidence came through being a, involved in sports initially? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it gives you the ability to be in front of people and not, you know, you're confident when you present something. You have a confidence in yourself that if you work hard, you can achieve. Yeah, I think, you know, you get a, you get a few victories, It's you know, in whatever it is. I'm it could be music, it could be at the Boy Scouts yeah. or girl, whatever it is. I think you yeah. know, you, it's, it's important to have a couple wins in your life that gives yes. you a little bit of confidence. If you have no wins then you're going to start a business, which is one of the hardest things in the world. And that's going to be your first win. I'm not so sure about that. So I think it's important maybe to get a couple wins under your belt. Yeah. Was it, was your first endeavor a win? Yeah, it was nice. You know, but I, I, but in fairness, I try to tell people, I try to stack the deck in my favor. I don't Mm -hmm. try something that I think is crazy. I try something in a scale that even if it failed, it wouldn't kill me financially. I try to stack the marketing in my favor so that the phone's going to ring or the, you know, we're going to get leads from day one. So I've always done a few things that, that have always stacked the deck in my favor. I, you know, I, I want to, you know, in the sense in business, I want to cheat failure as much as humanly possible. So that when I'm not mm-hmm. making money 90 days down the road, I know it's not because of lack of effort. Like I know mm. I've thrown everything but the kitchen sink at this. And if we're not making money, then we, you know, there's, we, we better make a massive pivot here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were your, what would, what did your parents do? Were they in business as well? No, not at all. My dad was a typical, you know, work 60, 70 hours a week. That's where I learned where, you know, working hard does not make you rich. Cause if yeah. working hard made you rich, we'd have been mm. rich and we were the first yeah. thing from rich. So yeah, I just, you know, I grew up, you know, below middle class would be an understatement, I think. And, okay. you know, but, you know, it all worked itself out. I, I knew I never wanted to be poor. That was for sure. I didn't know what mm. I was going to do. I never thought I'd start a business. I just figured I'd, you know, get a degree in college, maybe go on and get a graduate degree. I went to grad school and, you know, eventually I'd be a CEO of a company. You know, that's that mindset. Mm. I just kind of work my way up and knock off my ring, rungs on the ladder. And um, mm-hmm. didn't work out that way and got into business and just kept rinsing and repeating. And, you know, I love service companies because they don't typically compete with Amazon. Typically, mm-hmm. the ones that I'm involved in don't compete with AI. You know, you're not going to put, you know, a, a robot on your roof to put on our new roof or AI is not going to go meet with a small business owner and analyze their their digital marketing needs. That's We, we have a human component. 
So I like anything that involves a human being because then it eliminates Amazon, eliminates AI, and eliminates software. That's my comfort so, zone. Everybody, now other people are great with other things. You know, I'm not saying they're, some mm-hmm. people are fantastic with all those things. I'm not, so I know my lane. Mm. So in roughly speaking, how many employees that do report to you? Yeah, over 40. We have about 45 in one company mm-hmm. and, you know, probably 10 in the other. Uh, again, I think I like small businesses, you know, mm-hmm. ni- 19 and under makes up about 88% mm-hmm. of all the businesses in the United States. So, you know, you can make a lot of, you can make a lot of money with a nine person business, five person. I don't think you can make a lot of person money with a three person or less. I think there's, a you know, mm-hmm. maybe a hundred K you know, maybe, you know, it's limited, but you can make a lot of money. Mm. I know in our country with a mm-hmm. very well-run small business of 20 employees or less. Mm-hmm. And you have a very strong mindset, you know, like it's, it does the reason why I was asking about the childhood and the parents is mm-hmm. because sometimes that's where it comes from. Right. But it looks like it was a gradual increase through growing up and then sports, it kind of evolved. And then you created this belief within that I'm making it no matter what I'm making it. Is that true? Yeah, I think it is. I, Cause I've asked people when I started my first companies and I'm you know, 25 years old and 30 and I'm bringing on people in their forties mm-hmm. to come join me, to come partner with me. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking them later, like, okay, why did you give up your company and come work for me or give up that job you had and come work for me? And they said, I just could tell it was going to work with you. Like there was no mm. doubt in my mind that you were going to get it off the ground. Mm. That's flattery, but it's important if you are going to do a startup that you, that you resonate a little bit of that confidence work. Cause people are, think about it for a Super second. You're starting important. a company. They got to know this thing's going to work. They're quitting or they're coming to work with you. And, and I've been very fortunate in, in my startups to have extraordinarily talented people from day one. And I think you kind of have to have a little bit of that, you know, I mean, I, you know, where you can, you can a- attract pretty talented people with you and they, they tend not to be attracted to losers, to be frank with you. I mean, they just, they can mm-hmm. sniff it out. It's like, let me quit my job. I want to go work with that guy. He's a loser. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, they you know, no. generally they want to join somebody who they think can go a little bit further than where they're currently at. Mm-hmm. But Sean, when you, these people, when they come join you, do you find that they all have a solid mindset foundation or is this something that you work on with them? I mean, I, listen, I know this isn't going to go over popular and I know mindset is everything. Listen to me. Bottom line is this, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you either kick ass or you don't. You either think you can get something done or you don't. I can blow in your ear as much as you want. I can do it for a little while. At the end of the day, you got to wake up, take action, develop some, some things that you do well. And if you do them repetitively over and over, you're going to have some successes. If I, nobody telling you every day, you can do it, Johnny. It ain't going to matter. I mean, I, I, I believe that I find people that I think have a high upside. In other words, I have a profile partner that I like. Intelligent has nothing to do with college. Just they're very bright. I've never been able mm-hmm. to fix stupid. I've never, mm-hmm. I've never had success, success with stupid. So they're, they're smart. They have the capacity to do multiple jobs because they are smart. They have energy, they're ambitious, and they have good communication skills. 
hard to grow, it's hard to create a leader out of somebody who doesn't it's not very bright doesn't have capacity doesn't have ambition and can't communicate well that's you know i'm good i ain't that good so I, they're the mm. qualities that i generally like to work with and then because mm. i start businesses necessarily that i'm not familiar with i they need to be an expert in that so i, I have a profile person that i'm looking for and it's it's like a one-eyed leprechaun but I, i've been able to find them for 25 years and i'm one of the things i do is i'm always interviewing i run ads non-stop 52 weeks a year and i i have a second phone where they can you know, an interview will come in and I'll, and I can vet them in three minutes via text, set up a FaceTime at the end of the day. I don't even have to go into my conference room if, I, if they're not good. If they're really good, hey, I'll, I'll interview them on a Saturday morning at six in the morning. Um, I'll in, bring somebody out to our house and interview them if I need, mm -hmm. if I want to give them the wow effect. And sometimes mm -hmm. I need to do that where, I, you know, I'm really trying to launch something. So I'll meet with them the first time in the conference room. And then mm -hmm. I'll say, hey, listen, it'd be great. Do you think we can meet at my house? I'd like to kind of show you the payoff. Like right now, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm telling you a story about what I think I can do with this company. I, I think if you come to my house, you'll probably get a greater idea. And then they come to the house and they get the whole effect. And they're like, okay, I think this guy's for real. So from what I'm hearing is basically the podcast is like a, a platform where you find the ideal people that you have a checklist for, bring them on the show, you get to know them, and then you build relationships and take it from there if it is a business venture. Yeah. Yeah, the pod, I've never actually used the podcast for that. I've used the podcast okay. to educate and equip and encourage entrepreneurs. I interview people in my personal life. The podcast actually came because my partner said I always – I, I'm always teaching and I never sit down. So they're like, Sean, you, you like teaching five. Perfect yeah, match. Like, yeah, Sean, you teaching. Yeah, perfect. They go, you yeah, get in front of a camera. Get in front of a camera. That's what they said. Just you need to set up a podcast and that way we don't have to come in the office and listen to you. We can just listen to your podcast. Just, and literally that was the idea for the 10 minute entrepreneur podcast. One of my business partners kind of threw it out there. He goes, yeah, nice. you need to do a 10 minute podcast. And, and I remember like Tony Horton had like, 10 minute workout or 10 minute abs, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There Same it is. Concept. Same yeah, concept. No, it's cool. Very catchy. And you know, you actually create a platform that adds value to people for free, basically. You and, know? And that, and, that was and, the whole goal. I've turned down yeah. sponsorships. I've turned down, you know, I, I, you know, I, 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 I do it for, I, I want to equip, encourage and educate entrepreneurs in the least amount of time possible. That's it. There, there's my mission for the mm. 10 minute entrepreneur podcast, equip, give them, you know, great, you know, with information, I encourage them and then I educate them with, you know, with great mm. authors and, and entrepreneurs. That's it. We do it in, you know, less than 20 minutes. And, uh, it's been a great help to, you know, people all around the world. Yeah, that's excellent. So you don't actually interview people on this show. It's more about you teaching. I, I do both. I teach one day okay. a week and then I then I bring on entrepreneurs as well. I mean, I've had, you know, Andy Frisella and, you know, I've had, you know, yeah. geez, uh, you name them. I, I'm going blank, but the guy who invented. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, I've, I've had probably 400 entrepreneurs on there that have invented everything you could imagine, billionaires with the rest. But so it's a combination of both. I love to teach once okay. a week. So yeah. the, typically Tuesdays, I believe, uh, is when I do a teaching lesson, which is, you know, 
five steps to better marketing, three steps to better hiring, you know, seven steps to scaling, whatever it is, something of that nature. And then mm. we'll do an inter we do a couple interviews a week and that's kind of the format. Yeah, no, it's cool. And then you actually do build relationships with the guests you bring on the show, like some oh, of yeah, them, yeah, not yeah, every yeah. single one. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a few that yeah, there's no question. I mean, my cell yeah. phone has phone numbers in it that I would never have imagined um because yes. of the podcast. And yeah, so that yeah. That, that's great. And and the podcast yeah. is it's a tremendous tool. I, I tell people, oh, you know, amazing. you're never going to know where it's going to be five years down the road. Like the first yeah. year, golly, I don't think anybody was listening to my podcast, maybe my mother and my business partners. And now, <laughs> you know, I, I, I wake familiar. up. Yeah. I wake up and I see, you know, it's like number two in Iraq last week in the category. I was like blown away. Amazing. Or, you know, no, in, it's in amazing. countries, I, I didn't even know what countries. Yeah. I, I love, I love that feedback. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, Macedonia. I it's thought that incredible. was a city in Greece. <laughs> I was number one in Macedonia. I seriously, I thought it was a city in Greece for sure. I had the, yeah. you know, my whole life is based on a risk board and I didn't no idea where it's at. You know, I'm like looking, I'm mm. going to Google it. And I was number one yeah. in like La La Latvia, which is near Russia. I, I didn't yeah. know these countries. Yeah. That's the beauty of podcasting. Like for, for me, like initially when I was, I was going through business and I said, how do I be around these people? And all the books were saying, you know, get around these people. And I just said, podcast. And I said, well, I'm kind of shy. Like, I don't want to be in the front of the yeah. camera. Right. So I just pushed myself. I did a couple. Nobody I probably had one viewer, one listener. Yeah. Right. And here and there. So I had to beg. We had to beg. Like, yeah. we had to keep emailing people to come on the show. Um, and from there to where we are now, are people like, you know, eight, seven figure, eight figure entrepreneurs, yeah. multimillionaires, they're messaging and want to be on the show. Yeah. It just changes your perception completely about the world and business and relationships. The number of relationships built on a podcast and the strength of those relationships is out of this world. Not every single one will become a relationship, yeah. but even 10% is just beautiful. Yeah, there's no question. I have a few that have been great, super helpful, and, and I'm grateful for them. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Are you going into TV? No, God, no. I, I, the, what Come I like on, about the you have no, a TV no, no. personality, I my know. friend. I, I, yeah, yeah. you know what it is? I like sustainability. I love the fact that I can go on my podcast directly from my gym, which is right over there. So I can, yes, I can work out for an hour, and then I can just come over here. I got like a quick note card on whatever my guest is sit down for mm. 10 minutes and you know like my friends were in town and yeah. like well how long do you prepare for to interview a guest and i said come over here and watch and i like take out a yeah. note card and i'm done in like two minutes i go yeah 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 i just need a that's few awesome. things that's yeah so it, it's yeah, sustainable awesome. it's probably why i've lasted you know almost five years i think if it would have been far more difficult if i'd have made it more difficult yeah then i may not i may not have stuck with it but i i've got a format that works really good for me and it's easy mm. to get guests when it's only 10 minutes. Yeah. You think about it. Amazing. I mean, I can reach out to Grant Cardone yeah. or somebody and go, listen, yeah. Grant, you can Come do for it while you're on the treadmill. Yeah. You can yeah. sit on the toilet for all I care. In other words, yeah. we don't need the video. You can just do it, the yeah. audio version. So, so to yeah. some degree that, that could be helpful. Yeah, no, it's true. Like uh, a lot of people ask me, so why don't you do one hour ones or one and a half an hour ones or, oh, no, or you know, 45? I said, you know what? 
my my sweet spot is 20 to 30 minutes you get like right in there nothing is planned just organic two people uh -huh. connecting talking and there's value coming out of there and hopefully information that you're sharing is going to bring value to someone yeah, Joe, I mean, everybody thinks they're Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's, Joe Rogan's got a sweet spot. And he's got a credibility where he can drag it on as long as he wants and nobody cares. Yeah. He's earned, oh. he's, you know, he's earned the right to do yeah. that. Not everybody is of Joe course. Rogan. This is how I view it. A TED Talk is 18 minutes. Smartest people in the world yeah. talk about nuclear fusion and can explain it in yeah. 18 minutes. Well, guess what? Yeah. That's my podcast. <laughs> I, I feel like yeah. I get the smartest people and get them out in under 20. Yeah. Have you been on TED? No, I, you know, I've been talking, I've had people reach out to me about doing a TED talk. Yeah. I haven't done it yet, but I, I'm sure we'll do that here, you know, in the next few years. Well, one thing I noticed notice about you, Sean, that you have a very, um, a calm, like a relaxed type of, of flow to your information. Like you, it just flows. Like you ask a question, boom, like you're, you, you love talking. It seems like you just love to share. Right. Yeah. As long as it's in my core it's, competency, if it's not, then I yeah. want to be a great listener. I always say, yeah. The one thing I wish I would have known when I was 18, this is good advice for yeah. the audience. Uh -huh. I wish I was a better listener. Listening is what communicating is great, but if you're great at listening, you're even a better communicator. And that's where the big money is. Mm -hmm. mm, that's awesome. Say you were, say someone, an entrepreneur uh, started something and 60 days in, they are seeing some sales, but they're not actually where they thought they will be. Your number is 90 days. Yeah. What kind of recommendation you would give them that they could take action if it was you in their place in the next 30 days to change things around or, or make a decision at the end of the 90 yeah. days? Yeah. The two biggest things why businesses aren't growing young businesses. Number one is you're not attracting enough customers. So I would change whatever marketing mm -hmm. you're doing. I'd either okay. double down on what's working, but mm -hmm. you got to attract more customers. Number two is I'd see who's handling your sales or what is your sales pitch on your site? The sale, you, you got to do the two biggest things. You got to attract customers and sell. So I would look at those two things immediately and see what I could fine tune. Mm -hmm. Two things are excellent that, suggestions. That's probably the, they're the two biggest problems. I'm, I'm sure of that. I've got my life on it. Yeah, that's awesome. And we always like to ask our guests what their innermost superpower is that got them to this point. Uh, partnering, my ability to, uh, to identify and attract talent. No question. Not even, mm -hmm. don't even have a close second. Yeah, I think the entire episode today has been around that so that is great that your superpower also matched yeah no, no doubt the ability to just meet people whether it's at the gym so important whether it's on at a softball game i, I i'm yeah. always meeting sharp people and anytime i do i get their business card or i write it down on an index card i put it in my desk and then i may reach out to them a year later and go hey john i met you at a soccer game with my sons this is you know, I own some companies. Listen, I don't want to waste your time, but I think I have a good idea that might really help you financially in the future. I'd love to just have lunch with you and just throw it by you. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I've done that formula and it's really been very successful. That's awesome. Well, Sean, it's been an honor to have you on this show. And I know you're a busy guy. I know you have 10 minutes at a time and we were gone for much longer on our show. But uh, it was just fantastic talking to you. You do have that um, 
that gift, you know, there's something internally, you have this spark about business and that enthusiasm is showing in your world. And I hope, and I wish for all the success and hopefully continue to add value to people that are trying to get to some place for their families. It is this, listen, next to faith, nothing changes the world like entrepreneurship. So entrepreneurship mm, is the game yeah. changer. So, you know, it's, yes. it's, a, it's a fair playing field, you know, and that may be a little harder, but the bottom line is mm. it, it has a payoff no matter where you're from. It may be a little mm. harder, but there is a payoff. Great ideas yeah. get, you know, happen all the time in countries all around the world and, and people make it. So is it safe to say, Sean, if someone has an idea and they're feeling and resonating with you, should they be contacting you? Hey, I'd say read one of my books and you can get one for free. There you go. I'm giving, I'm not selling anything. If you go to SeanCastrina.com, you can get my book that'll help you a ton, which is the eight unbreakable rules for business startup success. Free book. It gives my eight rules on why you're probably going to fail if you fail. And if you follow them, you'll probably succeed. So I can help you by giving you that book. So uh, we'll just do that awesome. today, SeanCastrina.com. Thank you. Free download. And, um, and then you can always listen to my podcast if you ever have 10 minutes. Amazing. Thank you, Sean. And audience, love you guys. Thank you for all the support. Keep engaging. Share these episodes. Connect with our guest and Look at that beautiful offer he just presented. Go to the site, get this information, and, you know, educate and follow and take action. Obviously, you got to take action. So these guys take their time and they come on the show because they're sharing. They're adding value. Just listening and not doing anything about it is not going to make a change. And, Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you so much. Please keep in touch, and thank you. Great. Thank you very much.